We now preview Randwick uh, for the next 50 minutes or so. Ray uh, Hickson, Nicole Thomas, Brad Gray, this morning's lineup. I'll say good morning to you, firstly, Ray, as you join us for the preview shortly. You'll be there. Brad Gray is, though. Brad, uh, how are you this morning, mate? Have a good Christmas. Yes, I did. Good morning to you, Luke, all the guys and, and all the listeners out there. I certainly do. I'm having, having a bit of trouble coming at breakfast, though. I still feel full, and I think the last thing I ate was about 14 hours ago. So typical of, of Christmas Day, but, yeah, onwards and upwards. And uh, today's meeting, what do we make of it? Well, I think we've been... There's been a few scratches, of course, with the wet track, and there's also a few dual acceptors there, I think, are running at Newcastle and across Gosford. But there's a few little up-and-comers, particularly later in the cart, I'm particularly keen to see, so I wouldn't be surprised to see... A couple of these prospective horses go forward and, and maybe find themselves in, in bigger and better things. Ray Hickson joins us for the preview as well. Morning, Ray. Yeah, good day, Luke. Good day, Brad. Um, I kind of share Brad's sentiment there about food. I'm feasting on a banana for breakfast. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Look, it's um, and, and look, today is an interesting program as well. A um, couple of, well, particularly race three, I was looking forward to, but it's been kind of cut apart by scratchings. But, um, yeah, look, there still are a couple of promising horses to keep an eye out for here today. And Nicole Thomas joins us for the preview as well. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning to you, Luke, and Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, same to you. Hope you had a good one yesterday, guys, as we uh, get into this Randwick card. Eight races to preview, and the first race over 1,400 metres is a maiden. Nicole, how's the market look here, race one? Yeah, number one advertised $26. Franz Joseph, number two, is $4.40. Uh, scratch number three, number four, Le Chocolat, is the favourite at $3.30. Five, Pura Alpha, is three ninety. Number six, Big Shot Legend, a $10 chance. Number seven, Listen to Zoo, is $4. A Mythical Moochie, number eight, is $26. Look, no huge moves to report at this stage. Probably the best back runner is Pure Alpha, number five. Yeah, it's going to be a tactical race, this. So what are we left with? A field of seven. Can't find a lot of speed on paper. I know we're dealing with a, a lot of light race horses and a couple of debutantes, and one of those, I think, does look the leader, Franz Joseph, from his most recent trial. He showed really good speed. Uh, La Chocolat won't be too far away, and maybe even listen to Zoo can default into a position uh, from that low gate today, Ray. Yeah, look, I think you're right with, with Franz Joseph. It does look the leader. I'm going to go 5472 to kick off. Um, pure alpha number five on top. Not really sure. I mean, it's, not, it's not really one you can charge in and think, geez, this horse trial, you know, like a bomb and all that kind of stuff because you had a, a typically quiet Chris Waller trial there back behind Chrysler or uh, in a 900-metre heat a couple of weeks ago. It was scratched from the Warwick Farm last week where it rained through the day. So I don't think I don't think the sting out of the ground is, is so much of a big deal with him. It's um, I, I think on that occasion it was just a deteriorating track, whereas hopefully today we're dealing with a slightly improving track. So I've got him on top of the stablemate number four, Le Chocolat, back at Gelding. Had good form last preparation without winning. In the, did bump into a handy one last start. Number seven, listen to Zoo, another stablemate for Chris Waller. Also back as a Gelding. Probably had form just slightly below uh, Le Chocolat last preparation. And we'll put in Franz Joseph, number four, for... Number two for fourth. Um, look, he looked sharp in that, sharp enough in that that latest trial. Well, interesting to see how that stacked up, Brad. But five, four, seven, two for me. Yeah, I'm also with Pure Alpha here, and certainly encouraged uh, that Nicole mentioned that he's been well back. I think that's going to be key with him because you're right, Ray. You're using your imagination in terms of what could have been there with his barrier trial. So wasn't asked to do a lot, but there looked to be a lot of horse. So big watch on that last five, ten minutes of betting. But to this point, I'm more than happy to be in his corner. Five, two, four, and seven. I've got two friends, Joseph, as the danger. Does look to get on speed favours here. Maybe finds himself in a controlling position first up. 
1,400 metres. I think there's some intent to be read into that setup. Uh, it was a sharp improver in terms of what he did the trial before his last one, where he was given a very easy time, but uh, he was made to... To start well, he did, he settled and he quickened. So a lot to like about that latest hit out. Four, La Chocolat, two, Listen to Zoo, two stablemates, both return a gelding, enough depth to their first campaign to think they'd be hard enough to beat here. But I also uh, have La Chocolat as being the pick of them. The last time we saw him at the races, he ran second to Raff Attack. Nothing wrong with that form reference. Five, two, four and seven to kick us off. Sounds good, Brad. Uh, race number two, we move on to previewing Ramwick and it is the 1600 metre maiden. How does the market look here, Nicole? Number one, Booster Shot, $10. Two, Contraction is 51 Scratch number three, number four, Irish Anthem is a $16 chance. Five, Legislate is 26 Scratch number six, Il Tavere, number seven, is $3.60. Eight, Jacob's Time, $10. Number nine, Northern Eyes, the favourite at $2.30. Princess Thalia, number 10, is $11. Scratch the 11 Number 12, Denote, is $7.50. Emirati Rose, number 13, is a $61 chance. A little bit of money for the favourite, Northern Eyes, two forty into two thirty after a reasonable deduction. Early. Il Tavere has been backed as well, about 380 into 360. We've bet with Tab and also Irish Anthem number four. It's coming from a big price, 23 into 16. Yeah, this doesn't look a high-pressure race either. Contraction holds the front from barrier one, uh, positive from the outset. Northern Eye shouldn't have too much trouble offsetting that wide gate. I know it looks a little bit tricky on paper, but I think he finds a spot outside the lead. Irish Anthem has some support there. Uh, probably finds a, a nice spot, just maybe one out, one back, and El Tavere shouldn't be too far away here, Ray. Yeah, I imagine this is an important race for him, uh, El Tavire. I've got 7, 9, 1 and 12 here. Uh, nice decent support too. Look, he, he has to run up to his last start second to Zephoria, who's confirmed the form by making the step from a, a maiden to a, a Saturday race. I thought he hit the line okay there. Uh, he's certainly bred to love the mile uh, without, <laughs> at a bare minimum by Dundeal out of uh, Made of Heaven. And as we saw last start, a, a sting out of the track, certainly no negative. So I think it's up to him now to to, uh, to put a stamp on that he's a promising enough horse. Number nine, the danger Northern Eyes. Look, I thought he had every possible chance last start. So, uh, Brad, outside the leader, Eckler, who was able to just stave him off there. Perhaps he would be a little bit better for it being a month between runs, but um, you know, certainly will have his chance. I imagine he'll be up on the speed. Number one, booster shot, I think a big improver on his effort at Canterbury in that same race. And number 10, Denote, also comes through the same race. He finished slightly in front of Booster Shot, but I think the Randwick Mile will be up uh, right up Booster Shot's alley and he's got the blinkers on. So I'm going 7-9 from 1 and 12, Brad. Yeah, I like him as well. I thought he was one of the better bets across the main. This is a race where he's really got to put his hand up, mate. He spoke about his pedigree, done deal, made of heaven. Everything he's done to date suggests that he'll relish a mile, and his pedigree points to that being the case as well. You look at that replay last time out, and then you look at the breakdown of the splits, and he just hit a, a real flat spot between the four to the 200 metres. Now, he was never going to beat Zuforia, but... If he can just be coaxed through that now, out to the mile, third up, uh, I think this race is very winnable and he shouldn't be too far away from the main danger in Northern Eyes. So I think there's enough depth to his form to suggest that uh, he's the horse to beat El Tavire. And I didn't think there should be as much between them in the current market. Nine, Northern Eyes, uh, well, he's the, the one with the, the 1,600 metre runs under his belt. He doesn't look to be far away in his own right, does he? He's been hard in the market, brings a strong enough SP profile into this. And I guess he's easy enough to find on the back of that. Uh, he'll spear forward, he'll settle outside the lead and get his chance from there. Eight Jacobs time. If you're making a case for El Tavire, which I am, I think you have to include this guy because he was on debut through that same Zuforia form reference. He did a few things wrong out the back and he was really catching the eye that last 50 metres. So back to the trials since. He was given an easy time at Rose Hill 
and he'll have taken plenty of benefit uh, from that racetrack outing. And four Irish Anthem, uh, improved run from him there first up to suggest that he's come back a better horse. So he does have some knockout claims, seven, nine, eight and four. That is the second race at Ramwick. Just some information for Greyhound fans. Nara and Bulleye are off today due to the state of the track. So, Brad, you can stop doing the form, mate. Ah, oh, bugger. What a waste. Anyway. Ever been to either venue? Uh, no, I haven't. I owned a few Greyhounds back in the day. I don't think we ever got to, to Bulleye. We went to Wenny, Wenny Park a couple of times, actually. So oh, gee, beginner's luck. Good. <laughs> beginner's luck, huh? Yeah, it was funny because he was the last, the last uh, one out of the litter. So I think we took three of them, and then there was one left over that nobody wanted, the poor fellow, and he was the one that turned out to be the best. It's all that falls, doesn't it? <laughs> the outcast, he just ends up in town. Ray, ever been to Bulleye or Nara? Uh, not for the Greyhounds, no. Um, I actually haven't owned a Greyhound as yet. I've been to, been to Tamworth Greyhounds a few times. Um, been to Wenny Park a few yeah. times. Tamworth uh, Grey, yeah, that'd be a hoot, Ray? It's interesting. Well, they're non-tavers at Tamworth. They're still uh, going days, around? But Yep. Uh, I believe so. I believe so. But, okay. uh, I think Gunnedah is the major track in, in the area. I'm actually still in Tamworth for, for Christmas, heading back to Sydney uh, today. Um, but no, no, I haven't been to Billy uh, or Nara. I've been to Nara races, but not the Greys. What's your favourite greyhound track up there in Queensland, Nicole? Albion Park or Ipswich? Of course. It has to be Albion Park. The yeah, creek. we love it. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> creek. No better place to be. You're in the action there for sure. Previewing Ramwick, we're up to race number three, and it's over 1,200 metres, the Drinkwise Plate. And it is another maiden here, Nicole, as you talk us through the market. Yes, scratch number one, number two, Fire Tribe, $10. Hanau, number three is $3.90, scratch the four. Number five, Not So Common, $7, scratch the six. Seven, Spicy Boy is $41, scratch eight and nine. Number 10, Zadaki is $3.10 and favourite here, scratch the 11. Amelioration, number 12, is $41, scratch the 13. 14, Helene is $7. And number 15, Ice Chocolate is a $4.40 chance. And Zadaki is the best supported here, $4 into $3.10. And that's with a deduction taken out as well. Hanau, number three, has been back from seven into three ninety, and not so common. Number five has also been back from thirteen into seven. We've lost half the field here, and we've lost a bit of speed as well. So not so common. Uh, we'll spear forward. Ice chocolate won't be too far away. Can Helene punch up a little bit closer? Potentially spicy boy. Maybe someone midfield, and then these uh, jockeys from the wider draws, or I say wider, but it doesn't look quite as scary now. Hanau and Zadaki, who are both in the market, there's a decision to be made there in the early stages, Ray. Yeah, interesting one. This race has sort of changed complexion quite a bit without the scrap, with all the scratchings and uh, mainly mainly the main chances uh, who drew wide at drawing, as Brad said, not too bad. Now I'm going to go with ten five, three and fifteen Zadaki on top, just mainly on the back of that really good trial um, at Hawkesbury recently. Just love the way he flowed through the line there under no pressure at all from Zach Lloyd. Um, he did start favourite on debut, running into Balkans. Uh, at Wyong over the 1,200 metres. Um, look, I don't see there being too many issues with the sting out of the track and, and the barrier isn't quite as scary as it looked before. So, um, look, happy happy to be with him. Um, I think he's probably getting to be a little on the um, well-found side now. The danger, I, I went with number five, not so common. Now, he trialled behind a, a horse that I'm really looking forward to seeing at the races, uh, Key Chat, uh, in a heat at Randwick a couple of weeks ago. Interestingly, he started favourite on debut at Ipswich on a heavy 10, started even money and, and ran third. Now, I don't know whether that means he doesn't handle that kind of condition or, or whether there are other circumstances, but on face value, it looked like he had his chance. 
But I thought he, I thought he'll give you a good side up on the speed here. I wouldn't be surprised if he's your, your likely leader. Three to now, uh, back as a gelding, trialed in the same heat as the darky. Uh, obviously, didn't stand out quite as much to me. But you look at the last start before a spell, he split Pushy and Port Lockroy in a maiden. Uh, I think that's turned out to be quite handy. He did start off on that race. Fifteen ice chocolate, the next best up on the speed as well. Ten five three, and fifteen for Brad. Leon, with him, he's only had the one trial. I guess that's the query, if any. But if Peter and Paul Snowden are happy to go to the races here, uh, that's enough for me. So 10-3, and 2. 10, Zadaki, you spoke about his debut performance where he was hard in the market. He was backed into favouritism there. So there was a good push there market-wise. That was in a super maiden at Wyong. Balkans was a little bit too good, but there's nothing wrong with that form reference. And he does come through that same trial heat as Hanau, where he looked to go better now. I think the advantage that <clears throat> Hanau has is that he's had the three trials under his belt. So a bit of intent to be read into that setup. And you spoke about the depth of that maiden that he comes he comes through. That's produced 10 subsequent winners. So, Or at least his, his two maidens that he's come through have produced 10 subsequent winners between them. So both races have, have produced a stack of subsequent depth. So happy to trust those form references. I like the way they moved to the line in all three of his trials without being asked to do a lot. 14, Helene. Big improvement on what she did on debut in terms of her first up run. Uh, we heard from Steve Ralston in terms of the excuses that she had there first up. Not a lot went right. I don't think she would have won the race, but she certainly would have finished closer to the winner. And that was as a $31 chance. So slipped under our guards there. She's clearly re- returned a better filly. And four, Fire Tribe. I originally treated him as half a scratching, given he didn't have a jockey. But now you've got Tyler Schiller on. He looks to be building towards something. He just hits a bit of a flat spot in his races, but comes again through the line. So I think the blinkers first time are a key gear change for him. 10, 3, 14 and 2. OK, those the thoughts of uh, Brad Gray there. Race number three. We move to race number four. And uh, this is the 1,400 metre benchmark 72 for Toyota Forklifts. Number one is out here, Nicole, so we start with horse number two, Celestial Spirit. It's a $10 chance here in this market. Number two, three, Leandra is $12. Miss Fabergé, number four, is $5.50. Five, Sophia's Magic is 21 Number six, Star Impact is $19. Seven, Divine Vicky is 5 Number eight, Hell Hath No Fury is a $6 chance. Number nine, Nana's Wish, seven fifty. Very surreal. Number 10 is the favourite in an open race at four sixty. And Pink Baroque, number 11, is a $17 chance. Uh, Hell Hath No Fury here is the best supported so far. nine fifty to $6. A little bit of money for Celestial Spirit into 10 from 13 and if you're looking for a roughie there has been a little bit of support for star impact 23 into 19 well start impact's gonna get every chance here if it's not in front uh, it holds a prominent position just in behind the speed very surreal celestial spirit we've seen enough of, of both of those to know where they'll be in the run miss fabergé looks to get a nice spot in behind the speed so i was originally keen here on african daisy ray unfortunately she's come out so she might be going around at gosford on Thursday, where does that leave us? This is probably the most tricky race across the card, dare I suggest. Yeah, totally agree there. Actually, I had that African Daisy in the mix as well. Uh, so, yeah, very interested to see where Annabelle lands her. Um, and, look, I agree. This is, the, this is the toughest race of the day. I'm going with 4, 6, 10 and 2. I, I kind of went with what I felt like was the safe play, if that's actually possible in a race. Miss Fabergé, number four, I think... We know what we're going to get with her. She's going to land herself in the first, probably four in the run. Gets a nice soft passage there, I, I feel, from the barrier. I think she hit the, the front a fair way out there last start at Kenzo and was run down by uh, Bowery Breeze. I think a run behind Step Aside was, was acceptable before that, and she did win first up in Lesser Grace. So she's come back in good order. She's an honest mare. Doesn't win overly often, which is the only, I guess, real negative, but... 
I just feel she's going to run a, an honest race without getting too carried away. So I put her on top of number six, um, Star Impact at, at odds. I really think this horse can run a big race. Um, I thought it was a, a good performance first up at Wyong behind Lingui. She looked like she was under a whole heap of pressure and really responded. You go back through her form last preparation and you know she was measuring up in this kind of uh, grade, uh, a second on the Kenzo back in June in a benchmark 72 for fillies and mares. Uh, which is this grade. So, look, she's certainly capable if, if the race pans out okay for her in the early stages. Uh, we'll go then next with number 10, Very Surreal, coming up from a maiden. Uh, has the job to measure up and, and the stable mate, Celestial Spirit. I, I feel she can run a good race also second up. Uh, looking back through her form, she ran second to Grabini back in May over a mile on a soft six. So that kind of form would be good enough, wouldn't it? Four, six, ten and two, Brad. Yeah, well, we agree on the top pick, uh, but I've got three other numbers to throw at you. So four, nine, eight, and three, four, Miss Fabergé. I saw it pretty similar in that you know what you're going to get from Miss Fabergé. She looks to get the, the run of the race. She's up and running. Strike rate doesn't inspire confidence, as you say, but she just sets up well, and I think she has to be in the finish. So, yeah, I think that's that's well coined when you said she's the safe play in the race, and I 100% agree. Nine, Nana's Wish. She's not the safe play in the race, but she could very well blow these away. So she's an interesting runner. Showed glimpses of form in her three runs last campaign. Formerly trained in New Zealand. She was in the market on each occasion. I like the setup here. 1,400 metres fresh on the back of two trials. She's a horse that does hit a bit of a flat spot from what we've seen to date. So if she can just be coaxed through that, I do expect her to be strong through the line. Hell hath no fury. She's another horse with her convictions. 98 weeks since she last won. That was her maiden at Pakenham, but she has been black-type placed since. Worked in the middle stages, put herself into the race first up at Warwick Farm. Stuck on okay thereafter, improves off that. And she does come back to Phillies and Mares Company second up. And three, Leandra. I loved her first and second up runs. I uh, thought she'd run a race there third up. However, she pulled up with genuine excuses. She pulled up slow to recover. So map's a little bit tricky for her in what is a pretty even race. But if we've seen the first three races, there's no disadvantage to be coming down the centre of the track. I uh, expect her to bounce back, and she's double-figure odds, 4, 9, 8, and 3. That's the first four races down at Ramwick. Uh, I'll recap Darren's uh, selections, and that's Darren Flindell, uh, who's calling the meeting today. His numbers, race one, Darren was 2, 4, 7, 6. In race two, he's got a special there, 7 on top. It's a special to beat 9, 8, and 4. Race three, Darren's numbers, 10, 15, 3, and 5. And that race we just discussed, race four, ten on top to beat three, nine, and four. We're up to race number five, and that is the first leg of the quality. It's the tab handicap over 1,500 metres, and it's a benchmark 72, Nicole. Number one, the big short, $23. Timpanus, number two, is the favourite at $4. Three, Western Front, eight fifty. Scratch, four and five. Number six, Mon Felicity, is $5. Atlantic Ocean, number seven, is four twenty. Number eight, Sumo Star, a $5 chance. Scratch, nine and ten. And number 11, How's It Kev, a $5. There's been some excellent support for How's It Kev. I've taken the deduction into account, but How's It Kev still been $14 into $5. Good money for Sumo Star, a little bit of support, six into five. And Timpanus has come in just slightly into that $4. But how's it, Kev? Best backed. Yeah, well, all that support for Sumo Star would be on the back of this speed map because he looks to get complete control. So we thought race four was tricky. It doesn't get any easier race five. But I guess the thing to take away with uh, Sumo Star race that I don't think he's a sit and sprint style of horse. So you've got to get the timing right. So just getting his comfort, his roles out of their comfort zone to some extent. So although he owns the race, I do probably think it's in his best interest to at least set uh, an average gallop. Anyway, uh, Battle of Tactics again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's no other way to go here than to have Sumo Star as your leader. And look, it might be up to something else to to change its tactics. Whether it might have to keep an eye out for 
some kind of notification, but at the same time, we've only, we're only dealing with a field of seven or thereabouts. So, uh, look, I'm going to go two, six, eight, and seven. Timpanist on top. Um, he's just racing really well uh, at the moment. Now he's had a, a few runs back from a spell. You know, a good winner on the Kenzo on a soft seven, second up uh, on the main track a couple of a week, week and a half ago. Just failed to run down Vegas Outlaw. I wonder whether 1500 metres might be just ideal for him. Uh, particularly if he can just put himself that little bit closer in the run in that potential of a slow speed to be set by Sumo Star, although, as Brad says, probably in his best interest to run along a little bit. So I've got him on top of the stable mate, Mon Felicity, who's probably the, well, possibly the best horse in the race, even though the rating doesn't suggest that. She's uh, come back in excellent form. I thought her run behind Zufora was fantastic. Uh, Sting out of the track might be in her favour. Um, I'd like it probably to be a mile or a little bit further, but... Um, if she runs up to that last start, she's going to be right in the mix. Uh, sumo star next best. Well, it's potentially his race to control and, and dare we say, his race to lose in front. But he has only won one from 15, so it's up to him to get the job done. Next best, number seven, Atlantic Ocean. Um, the drier the track, probably the better his chances. So I'll have to monitor the conditions there. Two, six, eight and seven, Brad. Yeah, I've gone with the David Payne Cronulla. I've just swapped them around. Uh, if Mon Felicity isn't the best horse in the race, I think she is the best wet tracker. So she'll be hoping that there is a bit of moisture around and it does stay uh, on the worst side of soft. So 6, 2, 8 and 7. Love to return there first up. I know we're talking about a race where there was a bit of a blanket finish. So that's a red flag in itself, just half a length from first to fifth behind Zuforia, but loves it wet. Uh, she was a big winner second up last campaign, so she sets up quite well. If there is an eagle, uh, yeah, I'd be more comfortable if this was 1600 metres as opposed to 1500 metres but a wet track might offset that too. Timfinist uh, he'd be loving it if this was switched to the Kenzo, he's a dead set Kenzo specialist, hasn't got that same quite affinity uh, with the course proper however, uh, what only last start he was in the finish there at Randwick over the 1600 metres so comes back slightly in journey again but all he has to do is hold his form to be thereabouts once more. Eight sumo star with on-speed favours is going to be hard enough to beat. This isn't going to be a testing 1,500 metres, so I guess that query uh, gets thrown out. He should get the journey OK. I thought it was a little bit disappointing at Warwick Farm last start. Uh, however, it just turned a bit of a dash home, and a couple of others ripped home over the top. He has been racing well without a lot of luck. He was taken on first and second up, and seven Atlantic Ocean. Can he go back to back? Uh, it took a long time for him to get back into the winner's stall, but maybe winning becomes a habit now. Six, two, eight, and seven. All right, there's the thoughts of Brad Gray there, race number five, as we go to race six, the all-too-hearted binary. 1,000-metre benchmark, 72. Nicole Thomas with the market. It's question number one. Number two, Delexo, $17. Three, Prince Invincible is $6. Four, Border Control is 5 Number five, Temple Run, a $7 chance. Sharkham, number six, is $23. Seven, Oceans, one, is the favourite at four twenty. Number eight, Sneaky Shark is $7. Nine, Mr Kennedy, also a $7 chance. Scratch the 10. Number 11, Welcome Gypsy, $11. Scratch the 12. And Lady Shenanigans, number 13, is a $61 chance. Look, there is um, a deduction here. Oceans, one, look, no push away from the favourite. It's been solid at that four twenty but there's money for a few others. Delexo at a price, 26 into 17. Sneaky Shark, 11 into 7. And Prince Invincible, number 3, has gone into 6 from $8. That's an interesting little move for Sneaky Shark. Uh, it could be a significant one as well, but we'll touch on him more a little bit later. So looking at the speed here, Ocean's 1 does look to get first crack at the front. Sharkham has got some speed. Prince Invincible maybe can come across from the wide draw, albeit it does look a bit tricky from out there. And Delexo, uh, back to his pet trip, 1,000 metres. He looks well-placed and should park up just in behind the speed here, Ray. Yeah, tricky one to work out this race. It's probably the second trickiest race of the day behind 
Uh, I think race four we said was was, was a bit of a doozy, but I'm going with four, three, nine, and five here. Border control, I guess, a little bit like race four. Probably the safe go here. He's racing really well. Uh, this preparation beaten by the bob of the head by Oxford Vision. If he'd been able to get his head down on the line as opposed to carrying it higher, the result might have been the other way around. Uh, coming back to the 1,000 metres doesn't really hold any fears. I thought he was dynamic, winning first up over 1,000 on a soft track at Gosford. And he was OK second up at the same track and distance. But just the way this race sets up, he'll just be able to probably get last call at them. So I'll have him on top of Prince Invincible, who comes through the same race. I thought he loomed there uh, in, the, in that race to potentially do something, but just levelled out there a bit. He'll be fitter for that. Now, whether coming back 100 metres is, is, is in his best interests, probably a question mark, but I think the sting out of the track probably negates that to a small degree. Mr Kennedy, number nine, was he the horse that has only won one race, but, gee, he didn't run a bad race last preparation. Bumped into osmosis one day uh, in a maiden. How unlucky can you be there? Um, and I thought he was really good up to benchmark 72 level before a spell... Uh, behind Miss Kajiki. He's trialled up okay uh, in the same heats as Ocean's One, who's the favourite in this race. I, I think he'll run you a good race. And then number five, Temple Run, I'll put in for fourth. Um, back in the winner's stall there, last start at Gosford over this trip. Another one of those horses that'll run you an honest race. And if the things pan out for him, uh, he'll go well. Look, I, I left. I went around Ocean's One. Um, been impressive in a couple of trials. Last one was on the synthetic. And it doesn't really have the depth of form behind him, I thought. But, um, look, if there is support for him, I'll, I'll respect that. But, Brad, I'm going 4, 3, 9 and 5. Yeah, I'm also with border control here. He's come back well, hasn't he? If he holds his form, he's in the finish once more. So he doesn't have a lot of exposure on wet ground. But I don't think that'll hold too many fears. He'll camp up somewhere midfield, maybe a touch worse. And there looks to be enough speed on paper. For him to get his chance, he'd win a soft track first up. Seven Oceans won. Yeah, I found him a tricky horse to assess here because, as you say, you look back through his form last campaign, and although there are a few ones there, his better form was in country company. So he's also has to take that next step, but he does look to set up quite well. He maps to get first crack at finding the front from barrier one, like the way he's trialled, albeit he hasn't fired first up in the past. He tends to improve with a run under his belt. So market support... All important there, five, Temple Run, age shall not weary, Temple Run, he's a nine-year-old, but somebody forgot to tell him, he was a great winner there last time out. You look through the depth of his form last time in, uh, pretty handy, so I can see why he's hard enough in the market. Half a length of Dancing Alone at Kembla Grange, half a length of Seven Act on the Kenzo, so that reads well for this and the wet holds, no fears for him. And Sneaky Shark, I have included him uh, mainly on spec, so he's a horse that came out to Australia with a few little wraps on him in terms of what he did in New Zealand. He won his first Australian start, completely lost his way. He showed maybe a tease of form at Canterbury one day last campaign, but apart from that, he showed very little. But on the strength of a recent trial behind Sneaky Page, maybe, just maybe, he's turned the corner. Four, seven, five and eight. All right, those are the thoughts of Brad Gray there. Um, interesting contest, uh, that sixth race at Randwick today. The Summer Cup is the feature, guys. Race number seven, it's over 2,000 metres. And it's a Group 3 level, Nicole. Number one, Huetol, $5. Two, Stockman is $8.50. Luncey's number three is $10. Four, Dark Destroyer, 19 The favourites, number five, Lions, Roar, at $2.80. Six, Warning is a $12 chance. Fujita Sun, number seven, is $19. Number eight, Regal Lion, is 26 Number nine, Baby Rider, is five fifty. And Wycliffe, number 10, is a $19 chance. Look, starting to see some money come for Lions, Roar, the favourite, $3 into two eighty today. Baby Raiders come in just a little bit. Uh, Baby Rider, I should say, into five fifty. 
from 650. Stockman number two into 850 from 11. And there's a good roughie here that's been back. Dark Destroyer number four, $34 into 19. Well, he loves it wet, Dark Destroyer, so maybe that'll see a form turn around today. And he should get his chance as well, Dark Destroyer, to park up much closer than we've seen first and second up. But again, a bit of a theme throughout the meeting. Not a lot of speed on paper, so Baby Rider potentially gets control. Dark Destroyer can settle closer. Uh, as I suggested, a Lion's Roar, he's another horse that can settle right on top of the speed now. He's had a few runs under the belt, and he gets out to 2,000 metres for the first time this campaign, Ray. Big day for Lion's Roar, isn't it? Um... He does look to set up really well. Five, two, one, and three for me here. I, I think it's, uh, I think it's his time. Lions Roar. He's been racing really well in a couple of big feature races. Uh, this preparation, the little dance ran on. He drew barrier twenty with sixty-two in the little dance and ran second. Uh, and then in the Ingham, obviously over the mile uh, a couple of weeks ago, drew well. Um, found himself in a tricky spot. Ended up right out in the middle of the track and. Powered home to run third. He probably wins in a few more bounds. So the 2,000 metres certainly holds no fears for him. He was placed in a derby as a three-year-old. And I don't think the sting out of the track is any real concern for him either. Um, if he gets in here, OK, I think at the weights, he draws to probably sit in the first four. And while he hasn't won for, for quite some time, Brad, I, I, I couldn't find a better opportunity for him. So up to you, Lions Raw, to get the job done. Stockman number two. Well, he would have been sitting in his box over the weekend and thinking, how great is this rain? Because uh, he loves the stuff. And uh, we, we saw a glimpse of it in the Christmas Cup of what he can do when he gets this thing out of the ground. Now, soft five, you know, that's probably the, the firmest he likes it. And he was able to win that race. And, and I thought he was excellent in the mile race won by Grabini there last Saturday week. So he gets a chance to run very well. If we're tour number one, Look, I only have to look back a few starts ago and he was a Group 1 winner of the Doombin Cup beating Numerian and Kovalika. Um, if he finds that form, well, then he gets his chance to post another win. But since then, he's been a bit patchy. He's taken on a couple of big Group 1s and, and, you know, he ran well enough in the Champion Stakes last start, but, you know, he didn't really fire in the Group 3 Craven Plate before that. So up to him to find his best form. Three, Luncey's next best. Lights his sharp trial the other day. Um, he might be... Uh, he, he might have his chance to, to put a win on the board as well. Five, two, one and three. I think it's a good race, Brad. Um, but I feel it's... There we say D-Day for Lions Raw. 146 weeks since he last won. So... There we go. Been a while between and, drinks for Lions Raw. And we're going to jump in as favourite. That's right, and as I say that, I'm also with him. So 5-1, <laughs> 2 and 3, it does look his race, doesn't it? He's been racing so well without much going right this time back. He's drawn wide, he's been off the track on a few occasions. You thought last time out in the Egham, he's finally drawn a marble that can see him park up closer, but he just got shuffled back at a critical point in the race. He did go around as a very well-backed $6 chance there. I still thought he knuckled down to hit the line well. So 2,000 metres looks to be wanting that journey, uh, and as you say, Ray, no more excuses. So now and ever for Lions Raw, famous last words. One, Huaytor, uh, he's the class runner here. Typically don't like charging into horses on the back of a setback, which is he, which is why he is six weeks between runs. However, you look at his recent form, three of his past five starts have been in Group 1 wait-for-age races. So that speaks to the class edge he has here. And I thought he was very good in the champion stakes behind a tissue where he was forced to get a long way back in the run. He'll be hoping the track's on the better side of soft. 
as opposed to towards a heavy trap because I think he gets through soft, but but only just. I think he's better on top of the ground, but he's hard enough to beat. His class will see him run well. Two Stockman, good two starts ago. Uh, showed really good determination there to knuckle down and win the Christmas Cup. He had to go back in journey uh, last start in the December handicap over 1,600 metres. I assume that was just the run that he had to have uh, to get him to this race. And the fact that he got as close as he did over the 1,600 metres on a good track uh, says that he's ticking over beautifully. And three Luntzies. Uh, a little freshen up, I don't mind for him. Tackles this uh, with a bit of speed in his legs. Six weeks between runs. His Melbourne form uh, is deep enough to give this a shake. It's just a matter of whether Luntzies wants to, to turn up. Uh, he's a little bit hard to catch himself. Five, one, two and three. That's the feature. Race number seven, the Summer Cup. I'll catch us up with Darren's tips too. In that seventh race, the Summer Cup, he's one, six, seven and five. One on top for Darren, race seven, to beat six, seven, five. Race six, his numbers were seven, four, nine, and five. Race six, seven, four, nine, five, and in race five, Darren went this way, six, two, eight, seven, with his numbers. Brings us now to the last on the program, race number eight, the Gordon's Pink Gin Handicap over twelve hundred metres. That'll be your go, Brad. Benchmark sixty-four. <laughs> Nicole, talk us through the market. Scratch the top two, number three, Tannenberg, uh, $10. Accredited number four is also a $10 chance. Scratch number five, Desire number six is $19. Seven Capital Heart is 13 Scratch the eight and the nine, number 10, Grand Crusader is $16. Sabuku number 11 is $14. Scratch the 12, 13, Infancy is six fifty. Good Lieutenant number 14 is $41. Number 15, Zip on Buy is 34 16 DeBello is 19 The Favourites number 17, Spring Lee, now $2.50. Voss Vont, number 18 is $41. Number 19, Narrative, is 34 And Chili Philly, number 20, is a $14 chance. Spring Lee has been the best back runner on the card early. It's $8 into $2.50. And there's only an $0.08 cent deduction there in that race. So Spring Lee, heavily supported. Tenenborg um, is one that's been backed outside of that, 15 into 10 And there's a bit of a roughie here, Narrative. It's into $34 from 51 But, gee, good money for Spring Lee, the favourite. Yeah, she does look a smart filly going forward. You only have to see her debut, or not her debut, but her first up win there uh, to peg her as a horse going places. But pretty busy speed map here. You've got Chili Philly, uh, can use that early dash to put herself right there. Grand Crusader, Capital Heart is first up, uh, but he has shown speed over a 1,000 metres in the past, so he shouldn't have too much trouble putting himself right there. 1,200 metres, infancy, Nice and handy, and Spring Lee shouldn't have any excuses here. Maybe just camps in behind the speed here and, and gets her chance from there, Ray. Yeah, she's an interesting runner, isn't she? Um, I'm going to go for a bit of value in the last here, although I do respect Spring Lee, and I feel like she's probably a bit short now, but I'm going 7, 17, 4, and 3. I thought Capital Heart uh, is set up to run a really big race first up. I'm just looking at his second trial, this preparation, I just looked at him and thought, I want to be on you wherever you go. So, look, he's landed in a, look, a decent race, but um, look, I thought he ran really well last uh, last preparation and earlier in this year, he's placed behind Libertad back in March. He's, he won first up at Kembler. He, he was competitive uh, at benchmark level through that preparation. Uh, as I said, he's had two, the two trials, and, and the second one of those was quite eye-catching. I really like the way he's aligned late over the 1,050. Um, don't mind the double figures. I think he's a good chance each way. 17, Spring Lee. Um, well, look, you know, she's been really impressive uh, in her first up win, beat a horse I think has got some good ability as well in in flight uh, over the thousand metres. She's got to go to twelve hundred metres on a a sting out track, so it's up to her really to take that step up. But she does look all potential. 
A couple of nice other horses in this race as well. Poor accredited. It has drawn the outside, but he did run some really nice sectionals at the end of his last start there behind Boston Rocks. And I get this sense that the thing out of the ground will be to his advantage. So if they are steaming down the outside, um, I'd certainly be including this horse. And three Tannenberg, uh, I think he was pulled out of Warwick Farm last week with the downgrades to the track. So uh, he was a, a really good winner for, uh, at Canterbury second up. That was a month ago. Uh, but he gets gate one here. So I'm going to go with uh, seven each way to beat 17, four and three, Brad. Yeah, pink gins all round if Spring Lee lobs in the last. I made her the best bet across the card, albeit she is skinny now, isn't she? 17, three, 13 and 19. A lot of big numbers there. So a, a wide enough uh, leg to the quaddy if you're not with the favourite. But Spring Lee, I think she's got all the hallmarks of a filly we can follow through the grade. So, so impressive there at Kembla Grange. That was first up. She covered ground. It didn't matter. Put a gap on her rivals. I know it was a Class 1 race, but and there's more depth here. But the way she ran right through the line suggests that she'll have no problem taking the step into City Company. And the 1,200 metres looks OK on the back of that. So I want to follow her with confidence. Uh, as she skips through the grades. Three, Tannenberg, I guess it's a similar case with him. It's never easy to make that transition from a maiden uh, straight into benchmark grade, but he has the hallmarks of a pretty handy three-year-old in his own right. He doesn't have the convictions of a few here. He, he's all upside. Would have liked to have seen Vanquish do a little bit more at his subsequent start to frank that form line, and he is five weeks between runs, but he'll be hitting the line with any luck from barrier one. He hopes, hopefully he's not buried away on the fence. 13, Infancy. I was keen on her chances there first up, and I left the track shaking my head. However, she pulled up slow to recover, so too bad to be true. Forget that ever happened. She was heavily backed. I like the depth of her Queensland form for her first campaign, and she is a sharp improver. A 19 narrative, a really good roughie to throw into the mix. Took forever to finally crack her maiden, uh, but on the back of a four-week freshen at Hawkesbury last start, she did it in really good style and did beat a subsequent winner in Give Me Joy. Gaps back right through the field, so... Maybe now the penny's dropped, she could go right on with the job. And if you're having a trifecta of first four, uh, you could do, do sillier things and include 19 narratives. So 17, 3, 13 and 19 in the last. What's your best, Brad? Race 8, number 17, Spring Lee. So hopefully we're saving the best to last. And the next best, race 2, number 7, El Tavire. Fantastic, mate. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. Ray Hickson, your best for Ramwick. Dare I say it, Luke. Uh, race 7, number 5, Lions Raw in the Summer Cup. And I kind of agree with Brad's next best with El Tavir. I think um, uh, it's his chance to, to, to show what he's made of this horse. So uh, race seven, number five, and then race two, number seven. Thanks for joining us on Boxing Day, mate. No problem at all, Luke. Thanks, mate. Ray Hickson, Nicole Thomas, thanks for your help across our Ramwick preview. Thanks very much, Luke. There's Nicole. Uh, that's been Ramwick.